My name is Wyatt Graham, and I am joined by Tyler Horton, and this is part two of a discussion on grief. Tyler, in light of everything that has happened to you, how have you shepherded your children's hearts? It's really the, the, the two things we've talked about so far. And so the first one is giving them permission to grieve, hmm. right? And, and uh, steering them toward grief. You know, and, and still the kids come to me at different times and say, um, you know, usually it's after they've been in bed for a bit. And, you know, one of them will come out and say, Dad, I'm thinking about Mom and I'm sad. And I'll always say, good. I'm so glad. And the first few times I said that, they give me a very strange look. And I say, I'm glad that you're sad because something sad has happened. And if you weren't sad... Uh, you'd be wrong. You need to be sad. And so it's always a good sign. I get worried when they don't come, right? I get worried when they're not coming and telling me that they're upset and when they're not feeling the loss because they have to feel it. And so um, finding ways to steer them toward that. Um, you know, one of the things we've done is the rule in our house is you are always allowed to talk about Amy. You're always allowed to be upset you can bring this up anytime you want. There's no right. There's no wrong time. It's always the right time. And um, if you need to be sad, you're always allowed to do that. You know, there's never a time where they get hushed up. Mm. And, you know, no, no, not now. Like, we have company. Or not now. We're eating supper. Like, if, if the kids need to, to be sad, then they can absolutely be sad. Um, there's another side of that where... Uh, they need to be steered away from having this dominate their lives. The most important thing in their life is not that their mom died, right? The most important thing in their life is that God is glorious. Hmm. And so also helping them to see, yes, be sad, but don't be sad forever, hmm. right? Because God is, is, is doing and has done wonderful things for us. Hmm. And those things are just <laughs> as true as our loss. You know, they're not less true. And they're not, you know, less brilliant because of this other darkness as well. So that's a, been a big part of it is steering the kids into their own grief and giving them permission to do that and um, being comfortable with them when they're like that. Um, and the other side, and this was one of my uh, greatest fears, the year, the year that Amy was sick and receiving treatment couple of surgeries and chemo and you know lots of that stuff um my biggest fears is how does this impact their view of god mm. and how does this impact their trust in him <clears throat> because so all three of my kids prayed every night for a year dear god please heal my mom every night and I'm a, a harsh dad in lots of ways, you know, like I'm, I expect, you know, a lot of my kids and make them obey, but, and I say no to lots of stuff, but man, I couldn't do what God did. God heard three kids, right? About a thousand times, three kids for over a year, over a thousand times and more than once a day, usually say to him from their heart, please heal my mom. And over a thousand times, God said, no. And I, um, I have to 
face that with them, you know? And because again, and I had, and they want to know why, why didn't God make mom better? Why didn't God heal our mom? And I, or, or why did she die? You know, and I have to tell them, um, or could God have, and I have to say, yeah, absolutely. In a flash, it would have been easy for God to do this, you know, and they're, the kid, then when they're at, you know, praying, God, please heal my mom. They're not asking for something that's bad for them. Right. And, um, the, the fear is what is this going to do to them? How are their hearts going to treasure a God who said no to them a thousand times when they asked for their mom to keep living, mm. you know? And so again, the first part of shepherding them through it is into their own grief and also through their own grief, right? And then this other side of it is showing them the glory of God. And it's, uh, it's the process of a lifetime, right? And so helping the kids go through this means reminding them that God is glorious in all the ways, right? That he is um, infinite, eternal, and unchanging in his being, wisdom, power, goodness, righteousness, justice, and truth. You know, in all of that, and that he's beautiful, and that he's lovely, and that there's just, there's times where I don't have good answers, right? Or things that um, make them walk away going like, oh, good, now I get it, right? Like, does God love you? Absolutely. Then why did he say no? Why wouldn't he heal mom? You know, and I, I can say things that fit on a bumper sticker or whatever, or a fridge magnet, yeah. but I, I, I have to send them away with unsatisfying answers lots of times, but I just keep, you know, we build patterns and things into our lives to remind ourselves that God is glorious. Mm. And so those are the, the two parts of shepherding the kids through it are the same things for going through it myself, helping them be grieving people and also to be people who see consistently see and cherish the glory of God. So other than the Psalms, was there a particular place in scripture, like a book, some message you heard that maybe was really helpful for you that you could recommend to others or maybe even just talk about for a little bit? Yeah. Um, the Psalms, um, I mean, for sure. You said, bes- you know, besides the Psalms. Yeah, well, that's great. No, go <laughs> If it's the Psalms, you talk about the Psalms. Yeah, uh, for sure. Like that's the yeah. the landed there over and over. I've actually found uh, Psalm 119 hmm. has not just through through this through grief, but through my life when I, I have a period where I've allowed a lot of drift or I've just been away. That um, going back to Psalm 119 and spending a good chunk of time there, you know, a couple weeks or a month just you know brings me back um so well and um and the the thing is is it's not like i needed i needed passages about suffering i needed to see the glory of god hmm. right yeah and so like genesis 1 1 and you know that's just start there and keep going right it's the whole the whole bible yeah yeah, yeah. and great. just because what I needed, I mean, you do need specific things, and we need specific right. instruction. But you, those you things, to see God. yeah, yeah, those things only work properly 
when we're treasuring the glory of God. And so that's what I needed to see. Um, outside of the Bible, the things that I, um, uh, Thomas Brooks, a Puritan, has a book with a, a horrid title. It's like uh, The Mute Christian Under the Smarting Rod, something like okay. that. Yeah. Okay. And it's um, essentially the idea is why we should be quiet when God is bringing the rod upon our lives. And uh, I can't remember an exact portion of that, but I, again, remember reading through it and, you know, being helped and reminded, again, just of that glory of God, being reminded of my position before God, you know, because it's uh, our tendency is always to uh, pull God down, put ourselves up. And that book helped me. And there's... but. but as far as going through the whole process and afterwards, there's a, a quote from Thomas Brooks. I think it's from the introduction to uh, Precious Remedies Against Satan's Devices. That's been a huge, and that I've leaned on over and over and over, and it is, remember this, your life is short, your duties many, but your assistance is great and your reward is sure. Therefore, hold on and hold up in ways of well-doing, and heaven shall make amends for all. And that uh, hits so much that matters most and uh, what that enables me to do I can look at my life believing it for myself and say heaven I'm looking to heaven to make amends for all and that means first I don't need my life to go well you know like so again my wife the mother of my three kids uh, has died I don't need God to make up for that you know as long as I'm walking around here breathing earth air i don't need god to make that better never promised he would hmm. you know so looking beyond and saying heaven shall make amends for all and the i found the harder thing is to believe that on behalf of my kids and to say god doesn't need to make this up to them and they don't they don't need their lives to go well right and this isn't about god making our lives um easier more comfortable anything like that that's what you know life is short our duties are many you know that's where we're aimed we have a short time to serve god well and in that our assistance is great and our reward is absolutely sure so the result is hold on and hold up in ways of well-doing looking to heaven to make amends for all and so believing that for my family and not acting as though we're sitting around waiting for God to make up for this horrible thing that he's allowed. You know, what we're doing is beholding the glory of God and seeking to help others do the same. And so that, that those lines from Brooks have been huge for me.